What's up, y'all? Oh What's my going God. on? It's been so long, Kenny. It's been Woo. a solid two weeks here. You know what, man? That's for the wild episode eighty. One. I think you know who episode eighty is for. Like you, freaking better. Our our boy CC. I mean, you can you can say that. I was gonna that's, shout that's... out the greatest. I was gonna oh. shout out. Oh man, nah. CC. Chris Carter gets it. Uh, all right, we can shout out Jerry World, but Jerry Rice, we all know the greatest receiver of all time, or number eighty. But I- I'm with Spinning actually. Let's let's call this the Chris Carter episode. Screw you, Jerry yeah. Rice. This is Chris Max. Carter. Episode. Let's it go, Spinning. Before we hear from Jack, though, tell us about your volleyball, man. I know your season wrapped up these last couple weeks. Tell us, man. tell us what happened. You want me to get all eighty on this pod right now? I, w- no. I want to know. The listeners want to know. The listeners want to know. The listeners know that last Thursday, last Tuesday, I don't think we've had a pod since then. No, we we, not. we got an upset over a Platteville six over three in the Y tournament. Um, really big upset. So that was really fun. And then we played Whitewater, who's ranked seventh in the country, two days later, and we lost in three. But it was 21 Seventh in the country, huh? Yeah, wow. seventh in the country. 21-22-23. Or the, the for our three scores, the three sets. So it was just like right there. It was one of those times where it's like we really played as best we could, and they right. did us. They just so they just, just out executed you. Yeah, literally. You so it's just like, well, all right, we executed our game plan pretty darn good, and uh, they just made a few better plays than us. So uh, Whitewater went on to beat Oshkosh in the wide really it was championship. Oshkosh's first, first, first loss. loss. Yes. Wow. Wild, Oshkosh still got to host. They're still a host, so they're still a top four seed, even despite that loss, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, let's see. So we the tournament was announced Monday. We did not make it. Um, it was tough. Little bit of little bit of shade at the NCAA tournament. Lots of teams on the East Coast that were fourteen and ten and got fourth in their conference that are in the tournament right now currently. What? So, 14 oh, yeah. and 10? Yeah. Not even top three in the conference? No. Or they'd be third, second or third in their conference at 14 and 10 over right. us finishing third or fourth in our conference and having being 20 and 10 and having multiple ranked wins. Multiple. Super. Multiple ranked wins for you guys, plus also multiple ranked top 10 opponents in your conference are the teams yeah. are ahead of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. All three teams that made it ahead of us are ranked in the top 25 and have been the whole season. So only three WAC teams made it. So that was um, made it sting a touch less. There was some teams. I'm not going to roast anybody because I do like a lot of these coaches on these teams. But there is some teams in our region that made it that we beat this season as well. So that was that doesn't even make sense. A little uh, tough. So, yeah. So, we're not in. We were close. Makes us hungrier. Next year's going to be next year's going to be a wild one. So, hopefully we can uh, improve. Yes, Andre sir. We, we love to hear, hey, 20 wins. That's quite the season. 20 wins. Multiple 20 wins. wins. Yeah. I'm 22 gonna, that's, wins. That's be. 22 wins in, in 2021 um, with an easy, very lax bunch of not good teams. Uh, on the schedule, really up their schedule this year in the top 30 in strength of schedule in the country and still finished 20 and 10. So 21 season, really not something we expected given uh, the newness and everything. So yeah, not something really fun to accomplish. Just wish it would have had a touch better. Right. Well, something to be proud for, man. Now you, yeah. now you got to get to that recruiting grind. So good luck with that. All right, let's get this. Right. Chris Carter let's on. hear from Jack.
Spinny man, I think it's only right that we start the Chris Carter episode off talking some NFL, man. We have yet to give out power rankings at any point in this NFL season, so I think we should do that right now. Yeah, I'm right. interested. We we actually didn't discuss this before, so I'm interested we did not. to see your exact power rankings here. Because this was hard for me, especially in like the 5 through 9 range. That was the most wacky. impossible thing. It gets wacky in there. Well, that's actually a good point because what I wanted to bring up was I feel like there's almost three tiers within this top ten. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my first tier, which actually okay. comprises all of the top five teams on my ranking. Ooh. So that's tier one is my top five teams. I have Eagles number one on the power rankings. They are eight and one, best record in the NFL. I mean, it's it speaks for itself. They they have the best record. They should be number one. That's how usually that works. Number two. The Chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes on their team, so I gave them the edge over everyone else in this category. Number three, this is where we might get a little different. I feel like you maybe have those two as well. Number three, I had the Niners back up there. Ooh, that is hot. Absolute throttling of the Jaguars in Jacksonville this week, 37-3. to Absolutely beat them down. As we know, their losses only came with key injuries on their team, including – left tackle Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. So now that those guys are back, all of a sudden they're just absolutely destroying everybody again. Yeah, I'm back on it. They're back up there. Four Ravens, seven and three. They blew that win against the Browns. Otherwise this this team would have been number two for me, honestly. If they would have they would have pulled out that Browns win like they should have, being up two scores in the fourth quarter, uh, they would have been number two. But that's why they slid down to number four. And number five is the team that the Ravens beat a couple weeks ago. That is your NFC North Detroit Lions coming in at five. It just blows my mind that the Lions are this good, dude. It just blows my mind. We have Let's lots your... of differences in the top five. Not lots, but one right. completely different team and not okay. the same order. Let's uh, hear it. I have the Chiefs at one. Okay. Um, I, again, yes. Yes, okay. and because Mahomes and Kelsey and Mahomes with a good defense in the playoffs are you any elite defense? Like, yeah, that's just it. Just gives me Brady, Belichick, like Reed and Mahomes and Kelsey and an amazing defense, and it's just like I just don't like it. Well, I do. I mean, I like it if you're a Chiefs fan, but I don't like it. Eagles are too. I mean, they're just they just dominate people. So I guess you got to just give it to them, even though Eight I don't want to give them anything. I'm playing good half the time. Exactly. Yeah. Number three, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they did have a down week this week. I will give you that. But they have looked unbelievable prior to that this season. Very, very good. I think they have a style that can beat Kansas City. I it's funny, Kansas City does not have a rival, though. Really. Um, I would argue like at the beginning of of the Patriots dynasty, right? You kind of had Peyton Manning um, and the Colts, and you also had Big Ben and the Steelers, who all both of those teams were not quite on the same tier, but consistently in the playoffs over and over. We have not necessarily even seen that from anybody because the Bills can't beat them. They've made the playoffs over and over, but they can't beat them. Cincinnati can't stay consistent in a regular season to save their lives, but they can beat the Chiefs in the playoffs and have arguably been the kryptonite um and who's the other team i'm missing i'm missing one other team uh baltimore and i think that is another team that's been the team i was just talking about the reason i was talking about it baltimore um that can compete with them as well it'll be interesting to see if one of those teams can this year four is the miami dolphins that's a team that i have in that you don't i believe in them I truly do. I think I think they're gonna be really, really good. And five, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they are working their way back up. It was a good win for them, but also I just don't trust them without a lead. If they don't get a lead, it's sketchy. But also when all the Avengers play, when Williams and Debo and McCaffrey play, they are a very different team. Right. And so that's why I had to put them all the way up there because you know, power rankings, this means right now today, right? So it's yeah. like they are healthy. They are playing. So to me, they should be right up back up there again in the mix because a couple weeks ago before these guys got hurt and they started losing these games while they were hurt, 
everyone was like, 49ers are clear. I mean, we said this on the pod. 49ers are clearly the best team in NFL. Yeah. So that's why I had to put them in the top three. It's it's crazy to me that you have the Dolphins over the Lions in top five, given how awesome the Lions offense has looked. And also just the fact that my Dolphins were out of the top five for me because their three losses are to the good teams they finally face, and their six wins are to shitty teams. So like I haven't that's seen fair. them I haven't seen them beat a good team yet. And so that's why I feel like they're they're a little lower for me. I don't trust the Lions. I don't I don't like it. I just don't. I what just, do you mean? You don't, just, you don't trust as the a Vikings fan? As a Vikings fan, I just have confidence in beating them. Like, possibly twice. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just wild and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But that's just the feeling I get from them. I, Yeah, I mean, they, they, are, they are in this list, but not high on this list. Let's go. I'll go my second tier, which is the next two teams are in the same tier for me. See, Number six is the Cowboys. Absolutely throttled the Giants, kind of as expected, obviously. But they've been playing really well these last three, four weeks. Dak finally looks like he has it again, I guess. Dak is good again. So, I had to put them teams, in this mix. Yes. Yeah, against bad tomato cans. And then, obviously, uh, here's where the Dolphins come in. They're still an elite team. Uh, I think they're just right outside of that top-tier mix. So, that's why I'm at tier two. Seventh on my power rankings. Okay, I'll go to seven as well, and I have two tiers in that as well, but a different two. I my tiers are Chiefs, Eagles, and Baltimore. I think that's one okay. tier. Those are three teams that that's I completely fair. trust and think can make deep playoff runs. My next tier is Miami, San Francisco, and both these two teams. I think that is tier two in the top ten. Miami, San Francisco at six. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have obviously been high on them. But Lawrence has not played that good. As much as I hate to admit it, as much as I picked him to win MVP, I understand what we're looking like right now. But they are 6-3, and three and Lawrence hasn't played good yet. Lawrence is going to play good. I have so much faith in that, that he's going to ball and figure it out at some point this year. And they're winning games when he's not playing good. That's just a recipe for something I like in Jacksonville. And number seven is Dallas. I have they have beat the teams they're supposed to beat other than Arizona. You got to give a team credit for absolutely blowing out bad teams. So Dallas is at seven. I think those four teams are my second tier. That's crazy, bro. I don't know. I almost didn't even put Jacksonville in the top 10, to be honest. We're doing power. They're winning, they're winning games when their best player is not good. That means when their best player is inevitably good, which he's going to be. They're going to be unbelievable. Yes. Yes. Is he? Is oh, he man. Hardys and Hardos. No, you're, you're the one looking. You're the one looking crazy. You have them at six after they just lost to a good team by 34 points. Yeah, they've beaten good teams this year as well, though. Come on. Let's let's be real here. They have good. You know man. who they you know who they lost to? And are behind on my power rankings? No, come on. You're not going to put this team ahead of them. Eight, nine, and ten for me. I have the Cleveland Browns coming in at number eight, six, and three. As we know, they just beat the Ravens this week. Uh, Talk about your your point of their best player has never done anything. I mean, they have, what, zero production out of their quarterback this year, and they're six and three somehow. So Miles Garrett is – Gonna win DPLY. He is an absolute freak of nature. And he and he might be like the first defensive player really in the MVP conversation in a long time. If they he might that be good, and Deshaun continues to play bad. Exactly. Number nine is exactly who you think I have in front of the Jags. That is the Houston Texans, dog, coming in at number nine on the rankings. Hey, man. Here, here's the thing with the Texans. So I have to throw them in there, right? They beat the Jags by 20 points this year, 37 to 17, right? So I felt like I had to put them in front of the Jags because of that. And then the other team I was really considering for the end here, the Bengals. They just beat the Bengals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't I don't feel right putting the Bengals ahead of them when they quite literally just beat them. So I was like, damn, I guess I'm really putting the damn Texans in the top 10 after I thought they'd for sure be a bottom three team in the NFL this year absurd to me as of right now they have proved us wrong 
Right. And as of right now, Stroud is actually in the MVP conversation. I'd say he's maybe top five. Like, he's getting there. Like, he's in that combo. And then, obviously, at 10, I have the Jags. Like you said, uh, that same argument. Lawrence, he has nine pass touchdowns and 10 turnovers. That's something you hate to see. But somehow, like you said, they're six and three. So, I felt like they still deserve to be on this list. Uh, what was what rounded out your order? So, this was tough for me. I... I did not want to leave the Seattle Seahawks off. They're my I, first honorable mention. Yeah, I did not want to, but I did. At eight, finally, I mean, I have to give them some credit. The Detroit Lions at eight. Um, the Houston Texans at nine. And the team with the second longest win streak and the most longest current active win streak in the NFL. No. The Minnesota Vikings not. are cracking no. the top 10. Come on. How many games in a row do we have to win? Missing our quarterback and our best player and wide receiver on our team. And we're just winning games anyway. And the schedule's about to be soft. Next three soft. games. Oh, and a bye in between. We get the bye after week 12, which is huge. If we're going, if we're going eight and four into our bye, like Broncos and Bears at Broncos, that I mean the Broncos have looked better, so that's going to be like a nip and tuck. That'll be a tough one. Um, but I think we could win it, and then Bears at home. If we don't win that, we better win that one. Yeah, we that's that's our own fault. So if we go into eight and four, then it's our bye. Then we go Raiders, Bengals. Raiders should be winnable. Bengals, obviously a tough one. Even say we lose those two games, that puts us at eight and six. And then it's Lions, Packers, Lions. And then three divisional games, that decides our season. Packers Little. might be out of it at that point where they don't even care about it. They're going they to be, lose yeah. it. They're going to want to lose it. And two of the three of them are at home. We have to go to Detroit uh, in week 17 or week 18. So that'll obviously be a huge game. But I just think we could be in contention at that point. I, when you win that many games in a row without your best players, I got to give you credit. So I know I'm a homer, but I would have said this anywhere in the country. No, see, I totally debated them as well. I just felt more comfortable leaving them off than the Jags. That's what it really came down to to me. Uh, so that's why I throw them on there. The Seahawks and the Vikes were my first two honorable mentions. And, and then Cincinnati. the ba- And then the Bengals right after that, yeah. yeah. So I thought – to me, the tier three was my eight to 13th ranked teams. Like all yep. those guys I really debated putting in there. Um, just outside of that, your 14th-ish, 15th-ish ranked teams. I'm thinking Steelers. T- talk about another team that has had zero quarterback play, yet they're six and three somehow. And then this makes no sense. Can we can we roast these guys for a little bit, Spinny? Sure. Number, fi- number 15, I know I didn't tell you to go all the way to 15, but I, I just wanted to like – see and gauge where i would put this team buffalo bills are my 15th ranked team in the power rankings right now if you would have told me over halfway through the season the bills wouldn't even be a top 10 team i would have thought you were absurd this is getting out of hand spinny how many times we have to sit here and talk about josh allen turning the ball over a zillion times especially versus shitty teams that's why ken dorsey doesn't have his job as we speak yeah you know literally that's that's just I the read I get is is Sean McDermott is too controlling of the whole thing and doesn't let his offense coordinator be his office coordinator. Now we'll see with Joe Brady, see if he makes a difference and what's going on. But having an offensive coach in this league matters, and the time when Josh Allen has had his best is with Brian Dayball. So like if if they don't figure this out. It's bye-bye Sean McDermott, hello, offensive coach. Like, like that's just been the blueprint. You want to win? Offensive coach, good quarterback. Here you go. So, that's I think Sean McDermott is feeling desperate right about now. As he should. Literally, as he should. Spinny, do you have any other thoughts about your power rankings, man? Otherwise, we can jump to the next segment, which... CJ Stroud might be more of an MVP candidate than Trevor Lawrence. Going into he the season, right now. if you told me that, absolutely unbelievable as well. Huge credit to him. All right, now we can move on. Sorry, just had to shout out my guy. We are going to now talk about 
what just started last week. College basketball is back. Spinny, let's go. We're just going to have a general little discussion here. Try to preview the season a little bit. So, Spinny, let me let me throw the first question at you. I'm getting right down to it, man. Tell me a team you have the most faith in to make a deep tourney run. Not necessarily win at all. I'm not saying give me a winner, but a deep tourney run. Tell me one. So, Kansas has to be the first one. Most experience, most winning. I just, I just trust the guys on the team. So um, they have, have to be one, but obviously they're the number one team in the country. So woohoo going out on a limb. But another team is a team that if they have a good year for this team, if it's a good blank year, you're going to like be mind blown when I say this. But if it is one of their good years, they always go on a deep tournament run. So I think there's at least a 50-50 shot. It's a good UConn year. And if it is, then the deep tournament run is the thing that we should expect. I feel like it's just automatically not going to be, though, since they won the title last year. I just feel like yeah, you're right. it's just done. But, no, I, I do like that logic. And they're obviously very well coached and, and still have the experience, still have some returners. They did lose some key players, obviously, like Jordan Hawkins. But yeah, they, they still having that coach, that, that's big time. That's really what you need. Like you said, cop-out answer is Kansas. But, like, wow, you got three guys on the – preseason Wooden Award Watch, top 50 in the country. Three of them on the same team. Yeah. Jawan Harris, sorry, point guard. He was on the national title team a couple years ago. He's still there. Kevin McCuller, they got transferred from Texas Tech. And they also got Hunter Dixon transferred from Michigan. I mean, this team is absolutely loaded. And then you, you pair him with the coach, like we were just saying, Bill Self. Many deep runs, many national titles. They, they just will know how to play in the tournament. That's for sure. Another team, though, because I don't really want to take the cop-out answer here with Kansas. This one really pains me to say, and that is Arkansas, because that's an SEC rival here of my Kentucky Wildcats. Spinny, man, this Arkansas team has made the Sweet 16 three straight years, dog. Three straight years the Razorbacks have been the final 16 teams in the country. They return two double-digit scores from last year. And they also have a top five transfer class as well as a top 10 recruiting class coming in. So lots of incoming talent as well as those. How does Arkansas get a top 10 recruiting class? That's wild to me. That's actually two years in a row because last year they had Anthony Black and Nick Smith who were both top 10 recruits in their grade. So um, it's it's wild to say, and I hate shouting out a different SEC school, but that's a team that always seems to make noise in the tournament. That's crazy. All right, another one for you. Opposite. Well, not really opposite, but who's a team that's not ranked right now that we should look out for? That might make noise in the tournament, might be ranked eventually. Give me one. Shouting out old Gopher for the coach of this team. New Mexico Mexico with Richard Pitino. Yeah, it's tough. (laughs) Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn Jr., uh, a couple of ballers on their team. I think that when you have two really good ball handling scores like that, you can uh, always make a deep tournament run. And they uh, they are a team that could do it. Um, I like them. I also like get even get so much like 12, 11 seed vibes from them and then winning like right. three they games. They always seem like it's classic. Yeah. So I could definitely see that going on. New Mexico, I swear, always makes it as a 12 seed and then always wins over the 5 seed, I swear. Like, that's just what happens. Time. It's just yeah. a thing. Talk about a team that's usually a 12 seed and, and upsets. Let's go San Diego State. That's my team. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were a 5 seed, actually, I believe. But as we know, they made it all the way to the title game to, and lost. They got to be the team. They're not ranked right now. But to have the experience they have, they have a couple key returners coming back. And the way they play, they just play a tough physical brand of basketball. They're going to get up in you. They're going to play very good defense. And they have a lot of shot makers, a lot of guys that can hit difficult shots, especially threes. So as we know, the recipe for success in in the tournament usually is good defense and then good shot making. So San Diego checks both of those. And then you pair that with the experience that they have, always have, I should say. Uh, San Diego State, that's a team we should definitely watch out for. And it surprises me actually, that they're not even ranked to start the season. 
like that. Players. Me oh, you're going to go players. Oh, first. You, oh you I don't want to jump in and ask you a question. Talk to yeah. me about talk to me about Kentucky. Talk to me about the boys and give me give me a season outlook and then give me make or break. What's the one thing, one player, one thing, whatever that is going to make or break the season? I'm just like getting nervous just thinking about this season for Kentucky. I don't know why, but it just seems like there's so much on the line this year. There's been so much talk these last couple of years about Cal Pari and can he still get it done? Um, he might be on his his last chance here, potentially, especially considering the fact that we have a the number one recruiting class coming in. Uh, we're kind of getting back to old Cal Pari ways where we're going to have a very freshman loaded lineup rotation, I should say. Um, so that that'll be the biggest thing. So Cal Pari is literally the make or break to me, how he coaches, how he's able to get these guys motivated, how he uh, subs and rotates and everything coaching wise. Cal Pari is the biggest make or break for Kentucky season this year. Antonio Reeves. That's a key returner for us. Um, I kind of had a love hate relationship with him over this past year, because this is a dude that can light it up from deep. But there's also times where, pretty bad and he can go over 10 so kind of a love-hate relationship with him but this is it's awesome to get a a really good three-point shooter back you always love seeing that and then we have four top 15 recruits coming in justin edwards aaron bradshaw rob dillingham and my personal favorite dj wagner um other than cal pari i would put dj wagner right there dj wagner needs to play like the best player on our team i feel like personally i know dillingham's been kind of taking that role so far to start this season, only a couple games in, obviously. Uh, but I think DJ Wagner, that's a, that's another key piece. He needs the ball out, and, and hopefully we can get going here. I, I think Tennessee, Arkansas, like I mentioned already, and then Alabama will be our biggest uh, competition in the SEC. But I am just as confident in Kentucky this year as I have been in past years. So uh, I think things are looking up for this season. Like Shout that. out you, man. You asking me about Kentucky. Let's go. Yeah, gotta do it. We you play know. tonight, man. We play tonight, recording this on Tuesday night, right before the Champions Classic. We got Duke squaring off against Michigan State right now. We'll see. This is this is where we'll see what this uh freshman team of Kentucky Wildcats is made of because we have to face the Kansas Jayhawks tonight. So a little worried about that, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Like it. Well, Spinny, man, I might as well just ask you. You tell me about your Nova squad, man. What do you think? What are your expectations? I did see they were preseason ranked, but they already dropped a game. Um, I don't know. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I mean, they did drop a game to uh, Penn last night. So Penn. that obviously isn't. Like, uh, like, the, yeah. like, the, yeah. like the nerdy school yep. of Penn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely not good. Uh did not have a good recruiting class this year. Um, not not even in the top 50 uh, in the country. So, again, that's kind of Nova's thing. It comes in all shapes and sizes. Mikhail Bridges, three-star recruit. Um, you know, lots of Colin Glipsy, Dante DiVincenzo, three-star, three-star, three-star. So, lots of good and potentially NBA talent players uh, that – we're not high on the recruiting class list, but can Kyle Neptune coach? I don't know. There's been lots right. of that's that's the make or break. Like, can Kyle Neptune coach? Because Jay Wright could coach, and that was they always played unbelievably sound. And I haven't seen that from Kyle Neptune, which is fine. But you got to find your style and be good at something, be great at something. Right. Jay Wright was great at being disciplined. And high effort and shooting threes and not making mistakes. I haven't seen what Kyle's Neptune's thing is. They have good players. Justin Moore is back. Missed all season last season. He's been on the team for four. Is this his fifth year? This might be his fifth year. Yeah, this is his fifth year. So three full years as a starter. Um, has averaged 11, 12, 14, and 13 in his previous four years. But obviously that wasn't as the main guy. Uh he played in 2019, so played with a lot of those guys from the last 20 team. He's going to be the best player, taking a lot of the shots this year. So hopefully he can um, lead us farther 
than we'd like to go. But that's that's kind of what it is. Um, the rest of the guys are all kind of we'll wait and see. TJ Bamba, Tyler Burton, uh, Ed, uh, Eric Dixon still there. Um, we'll obviously have his impact, but it's a whole new uh, whole new roster this year, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Probably should be a whole new roster too. Didn't y'all lose like 15 games last year or something? Unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Too many. Too many. Uh, how long of a leash do you think Neptune gets? I mean, that was his first year last year, wasn't it? Was yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. it was his first year. He's got to get. He's got to have at least two more years you, for sure, right? Yeah, you're probably getting four years. Right. Um, oh, and that's staying the same. Like if he's slowly getting better, he'll get more time. Obviously, I right, think. right, right. But yeah. All right. Interesting That's season. Not yeah, interesting on the season. It might be an interesting one for y'all, especially with how good the Big East is looking this year, uh, just like it did last year, too. All right. My last real question for you here. Tell me a player, man, that, that you're looking forward to watching this year. I got a shot on a gopher on this one. We haven't uh, brought uh, too much. A gopher. You're going to actually uh, watch the gophers? I might actually watch them. I don't think they'll be as bad as they were. You better be talking and Dawson. Dawson Garcia, baby, yes. Um, last year, average 15 and 7, essentially 35% um, from three, 45% from the field. Um, and I think he could he could be even better than that um, going into this year. And I think he could – be a guy that at least makes go for basketball fun to watch and potentially 500. I don't know. I would just like anything, anything better than last year. I mean, we were losing to St. Thomas last year. I feel like so anything better than that would be awesome. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you, man. I, I do like watching Dasta Garcia. I'm glad he, I'm glad he came home because screw the Tar Heels and what Marquette. I think those were his two first stops. Yeah. Yeah, even though he might actually be regret, regretting the Marquette thing now that they're, what, top five for sure, top ten team in the country this year to start the yeah. season. I'm going to shout out a guy who was at a mid-major who we watched Ooh. ball out in the tournament, Max Abmus. Abmus, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. This is a guard from Oral Roberts, as we all remember last year in the tournament, balling out. He was one of the leading scorers in the entire country last year, believe it or not. 22 points per game. That's not all he does. He has four boards and four assists per game as well. So pretty solid all-around numbers, especially at the point guard position. This guy transferred to Texas now, Spinny. That's why I'm really, really interested in watching this guy, see how he balls out at a high major school. You know, he'll be in the Big 12 now rather than Summit League um, that he was with Oral Roberts. So see how that transfers over. But Typically, when you get buckets, you're going to be able to get buckets anywhere. That's usually how that goes. He was, you know, he was playing higher level competition in tournament and and scoring just fine. So I don't think there'll be an issue there. And he's still going to flirt with 20 points per game, I think, honestly. So Max, shout out you, man. Even though I hate the Longhorns, I hope you ball out. Yes, sir. All right, Spain. Should we shout out our uh, our predictions for our winners of these conferences? Yeah, Let's do it. All right. We're going to just pick the Power Six conferences here, obviously. Take too long to run through all 32 Division One conferences. Let's start with the Big Ten. I'm going Purdue, the highest-ranked team right now. That's not why I picked them. It's because they have Zach Eady on their team. So, I literally wrote down Zach Eady for the answer yeah. to this. <laughs> we know they're going to eat in the regular season. Purdue yeah. always does. Agreed. Big, let's go Big 12. Uh, Kansas. I, I just – KU. Right. I know, it pains, I know it pains you to say that, but we know it's coming. Yeah. What, what, like 12 years in a row or something absurd? Like, yeah, they're, some... they're, adding, they're adding to that. That's for damn sure. It's unbelievable. SEC, this is a question just for you because everyone in the world knows who I'm picking. Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, is... dog? Yeah, Tennessee. Are you kidding me? My least favorite SEC school, you couldn't have picked Arkansas? No, Tennessee. Oh my gosh, that's so nasty. So you're Ugh. picking Arkansas? No, I'm picking Kentucky. Come on, oh, man. Oh, okay. Sorry. Didn't doing? know, but now I do. Of course I'm rocking the squad. Big East. Now this is where you better take your squad. No, I'm not taking my it. squad. I'm taking Marquette. Wow. I think Marquette's gonna Marquette's gonna do it this year. 
Tyler Kolek, he's back. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. Um, I actually did pick them originally, but I switched it right before we started recording. UConn? Nope. What? You picked the choke artists? The choke artists from Omaha? That's who you picked? I picked the Creighton Blue Jays. Oh, man. Oh. Here's why. I think they have the best player in the conference in Ryan Kalkbrenner. Uh, he's a stud big. I think he's the best player in the conference. So that's why I went them. I wanted to pick a little different because basically, other than Kentucky, I guess, um, I was only picking the teams that are currently the highest ranked team. So I felt like I needed yeah. to switch it up a little bit. That's fair. Pac-12. Yep. I'm going back to the recipe of picking the highest ranked team. I'm going Arizona. We saw them beat Duke already. This is an experienced squad. I think they're going to get it done in the Pac-12. Arizona's a good regular season team as well, so right. I expect them to, to definitely win it. Okay. And then ACC. Uh, I hate shouting out this team, but their team is loaded this year. Uh, but I they're gotta, losing. But I they're losing. Go. They're losing to Miami. It's Miami's winning this conference. You're picking Miami? Miami. Two, they lost uh, Isaiah Wong, obviously, but they still got two really good guards uh, that I think will run their offense. And guard play can win. So that's what we're confident in. That it can. Uh, as we jump segments here, though, I do want to shout out Duke is leading Michigan State 58 to 52 with five minutes left in the game. So coming down to the wire in that ranked matchup here. Shout out the, the, biggest, the biggest Duke fan we know for not watching that game, Brett, right now, because I know you're not watching. All of, all of our Duke fans that are friends of ours, uh, that's what they are, Duke fans. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to yeah. all you big Duke fans. All right. Let's now we're, we're going to switch gears. Basketball still, though, but now we're going to talk professional. Let's do NBA. We're going to have a little discussion here as the season's, what, two to three weeks into the season here. Yep. We're going to talk too soon or not, okay? So I'm gonna we're going to throw – statements back at each other and and determine if we think it's too soon to say that or not houston rockets are a serious playoff contender bro i literally have that written down as well as one of mine <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna say too soon to that though um, okay like i said on our preseason episode i just i can't trust dylan brooks and fred van vliet being like high level like guys coming in like yeah. these, these guys shoot 40% from the field and, and yes, they're playing well so far. Well, I'm going to yep. say too soon on that just cause I, I'm still not really trusting, trusting the personnel they have. Okay. That's fair. How about you? What do you think? I think Ime is a good coach, but true playoff contender a little too soon. Again, Jalen, okay. Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Fred Van Vliet. Not one of them has ever flirted with 40 Five percent from the field, so that kind of makes me nervous. Yeah, exactly. Wolves, the Timberwolves are a legit title contender. You're gonna make me say this in front of everyone. <laughs> ah, too soon, too soon. I think they're a legit uh, top three seed contender. I think that they are legit make the playoffs win a round or two, but like serious title contenders, like do I think they can make the Western Conference Finals? I don't know about that yet. What would be your reasoning? My reasoning would be consistency and health, which I know health is a classic cop-out for any team, but also like I just want to see this for longer than 10 games because right. I want to see Cat be okay being the number two and how that goes for multiple weeks and just the egos involved with that. I want to see Rudy looking healthy and playing like he is and like bought in. And like, he looks like he wants, he looks like three years ago in Utah, Rudy. He didn't even look this good his last year in Utah. So I just, uh, I just want to see that for longer. And Chris Finch, is Chris Finch a good coach? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know if we I'm know that, yet, either. that either. Yeah. I'm with you, though. I'm going to go too soon. It's exactly what you said for that consistency piece. Um, as we know, MN sports are cursed. So can yeah, we keep it up for the whole season? Exactly. Can we act, Can we actually make the run in the playoffs? This, to me, might be as much as I'm going to cheer for them and as much as I'm going to internally think 
they could be a title contender. Uh, it's one of those things where I almost won't even believe it till I see it type deal, just because yeah. we, we know the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, yeah. Okay, my turn. Um, is Philly the best team in the league? Philly's the best team in the league. I'm going to go too soon. Um, similar to the Timberwolves thing, I want to see it for more than 10 games. Um, as teams get more used to playing them, get more film on them, they'll be able to scout better and be more prepared for their games now that they don't have James Harden and Tyrese is, is running the show from point guard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say too soon on that, um, but we are actually nearing that point, which is which is crazy to say because I did not did not see that coming really. So I thought for sure you know Nuggets, Celtics, even throw the Bucks in the mix. I thought for sure those three teams at any point this season I could definitively say are better than the Sixers, but right now it's not looking like that. Agreed, agreed. I I I am gonna say too soon because I want to see. Tyrese, especially, like, is this step going to be consistent for the whole, you know, at least right. 20 to 40 games? Um, but having Nick Nurse is huge. Best coach Joel Embiid's ever had in his career. And a legitimate good coach um, on the NBA level. So I, I like that from Joel. For, I like that for Joel. Sorry. I'm throwing another Sixers one at you then. little different. You said best team in the league right now, right? Are the Sixers a more legit title contender now without Harden? Not too soon. The the farthest from too soon. 100% more legit title contender without Harden. Yes. Completely. Especially because they have a move to make still. You right. know, all, all the East teams, Milwaukee and Boston have made their moves. They kind of are what they are other than like buyout signings and stuff if they're not over the Supermax cap. But, uh, Philly still has a trade move to make. Philly got those extra first. They still have Zach some of their Levine. own first. They got uh, these vets they can throw in uh, with expiring deals. Uh, you know, teams like that when they're trying to unload assets. So I'm with you. It's not too soon to say that. Uh, as we know, Harden is uh, – the Harden experiment's kind of been a failure everywhere he's gone. So uh, the fact that he's out of there just automatically boosts where they're at in my eyes. You got another one? Oh, I think I thought it was you. Sorry. Um, my last one, Golden State is a play-in team. So like seven through ten. That's where they finish the regular season. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go too soon. I think I do kind of like uh, Chris Paul and their team. I think it gives them something a little different. Uh, as we've said on this pod, the not turning the ball over a thousand times like a, a Jordan Poole-led second second unit would. Uh, that's always good for the Warriors. That's that was their biggest issue, like you always have pointed out on this pod. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say too soon on that. Uh, they still have Steph Curry, who's playing like he's still in his prime somehow at 35 years old. Uh, they still have these other vets that's that have unbelievable. all this experience. Yeah. So in I'm gonna my, say too soon. Thought... I still think they're top six. Steph just has been the only one that's looked good. Draymond looks slower. No, you're Clay right. You're slower. totally right. So I yeah. just worry and about Wiggins that. Wiggins has Paul, been atrocious. Yeah, Wiggins has been atrocious. Paul's been good, but you're not gonna like you're not looking for much in the regular season on him. Right. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to James Harden once again. The James Harden experiment with the Clippers is a failure. Not too soon, or too soon, but like, but we're there, right? Damn we're, we're close, yeah. damn close. It's only been like four games or five. Games oh, or they look at, close, bro. They're, they're taking Russ out and putting him in, and then Harden's airballing a three, and then Russ is getting pissed. It's just like, what are we doing? And he's out you of can't... shape, dude. Like yeah. you, you, you weren't playing for how long? You're doing all this shit. The least you could do is come in ready to play. You can just tell that he's out of shape out there, dude. He's not ready. No. I'm with Which, you. It's 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 not too soon, but I mean it is too soon, but barely. Like we're I'm yeah. ready to call it a failure. Like next week's next week's pod, it might be a failure. Yeah. 
Literally. It might already be a failure with three quarters of the season left by next week. Seriously. Yeah. All right. I got another one for you. All right. Let's go back to the Wolves. Ant is a top 10 player in the entire league this season. Not too soon. Ant's a superstar. I'm I'm ready. Um, he's a fringe top 10, but but super, he is a superstar. And I think at the most, there's like 12 of those. At the right. most, most. I think sometimes there's eight. Or six. So I definitely think that Ant is in that. I'm not too soon at all. I'm I'm totally with you. No need to even repeat anything you said. Totally with you. Last one. Let's go on a statistical one here. Luka Doncic, your current leader in points per game, will finish the season as your scoring champion. Not too soon. I think it's you think he keeps it up? reasonable that he could do that. And I think that he is one of the two or three guys in the front running for that or right. for that title. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say too soon, but just barely. Um and Bede will be in the mix again just like he was last year. Uh yep. Giannis, Curry, all these guys will be in the mix once again. Uh the biggest reason though I'm gonna say too soon for right now is because of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie hasn't mm. uh he's kind of taken the back seat a little bit. Now the other day yeah. they both had 35 plus points or whatever it was. Uh, but Kyrie hasn't really been shooting the ball. He's been more facilitating. I think that will that will slowly change throughout the season, and you'll see Luca's numbers maybe dip two, three points per game as Kyrie's mm. rises three, four points per game. Like, Kyrie right now like is it. only Kyrie is only at about twenty a game right now. Yeah, you would imagine like, being up to twenty five. Yeah, I like that. I like that argument. That that makes sense. You might have convinced me on that one. So there it is, y'all. Let us know what you thought about our NBA too soon's. Maybe even drop some to us, too, if you guys have yeah. any out there. We'll let you know what we think, if it's too soon or not. We'll answer them next week if you drop them. Yes, facts. All right, Spinny, let's close it off. Chris Carter episode. Talking NFL once again. Let's do it. Week 11 picks, that's what we're going to do. Round of this episode, week 11 picks. Let's update it since it's been two weeks. We did, in fact, make our picks last week. Uh, we just we just texted them to each other. We did that again. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we did it because we still haven't seen you to recap yeah. that. And then this past yeah. week, we did it as well. So, Spinny, after these past two weeks, has a two-game lead on me still. He made it up to four, actually. Going into this past week, he was up four, but I made up two this past week. Spinny, you are 78-50. and 50. I am 76-52, and 52, heading into week 11. Still holding on. Been the leader. Keeping it up. Whole season. We're going wire-to-wire -wire leading. All right, here we go. Week 11. Finally, finally a good Thursday night football game. Your Bengals visit the Ravens. Three and a half point favorite for the Ravens. Uh, Ravens get back on track. Ravens win this game. Ravens. Ravens. Five and five Bengals. Oof. Another AFC North battle here. The Steelers visit the Browns. Three and a half point favorites for the Browns. I'm taking the home team once again. I'm going Browns. Yeah, taking Browns. I I don't I can't imagine watching what I'm about to watch with uh <laughs> it's gonna be any brutal. Picket, any picket at the Browns defense. I just yeah just run against it's just gonna this game could legitimately be like eleven to five or some stupid literally like it's gonna be terrible. So, it's gonna be a terrible yeah, game. Eleven to nine. Cardinals okay. at Texans. Four point base for the Texans. Yeah, Kyler looked pretty good. Led him to the win this past week. But, yeah, I'm going Texans. Titans at Jags. A lot of uh, divisional matchups this week in the NFL. Six-and-a-half-point favorites for the Jags. I think Jags bounced back after that beatdown this past week. And, and Titans look all but done, honestly. Yeah, Titans look done and Jags are in. It's more about learning how good Will Levis is at this point. Right, for sure. Your squad. I mean, this, this one might be tough for you because you like both of these teams. Raiders visit the Dolphins. All right, this number seems absurd to me. 12-point favorites for the Dolphins? That seems yeah. crazy to me. I'm, I'm rocking the, the Dolphins at home, but well, you're not going to say the Raiders. No, nah, we're not picking the Raiders. Not today. Come on. it's uh, I just put these boys fourth best team in the league. They can't lose at home right. to the Raiders. Come what, on. What the, you think that line's fine, though? At twelve, it seems wild. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm betting and taking the line, I'm betting the Raiders. 
I, like right. Especially if I can parlay it with something and get it up over fourteen, then yeah, yeah. Cowboys at Panthers. I'm not even gonna take time to talk about this. The the Cowboys. Nope. We're not talking about this next one either. <laughs> oh God! Now I see it. Bears at Lions. We're obviously both taking the Lions. Yep. Chargers at Packers. Chargers three point favorites here. This one is really tough, actually, because I've, trap. Like, I've been totally turned off by the Packers all year. I just think Jordan Love is garbage. But this is such a trap game for the Chargers, like you just said. So I'm gonna take the Chargers to though. I'll, I thought you were gonna go Packers, man. I'm taking the Chargers too. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's all right. All right. all right, we're going Chargers, both of us. Yep. Another divisional matchup. Giants at Commanders. Uh, I don't trust Tommy DeVito in any world whatsoever, so I'm going Commanders. <laughs> Sam Howell might be legit. He might be. Weird. Or it's just Bucks. Yeah, could be. Bucks at Niners. 11.5 point favorites for the Niners. Niners keep that shit rolling. They're winning. Yep. Man, do we have any differences yet? Dang it, I'm supposed to make two up on you. No, I don't think, I don't think we're going to have any differences other than potentially the Monday night game. All right, well, here's here's one where I don't trust the line. Again, Jets at Bills. Yeah. Seven-point favorites for the Bills. That's not – that's not – it's too high. I don't like that at all. I'm Bill going Bills, the bad though. teams, though. Yeah, yes. we're picking the Bills. Do they, though? Because they just lost to the Broncos. True, but maybe the Broncos are better than we think. But what you should have said, though, is the Bills don't lose back-to-back games against shitty True. teams. They usually bounce True. back after an L, so that's why I'm calling True. Bills here. Seahawks at Rams. One point favorite for the road Seahawks. So Hawks. Going Hawks. So am I. This one stumped me though. I didn't like that line. Only being one. You would think it'd be higher because Stafford might not even play. And it's like who the hell is their quarterback type type deal? But I don't know. I, I just I don't get good vibes from Seahawks this year, man. Gino has not looked good at all. No. But they win games. They do. I mean, six and three. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. Sunday night football. Do we need to talk about it? We're both being homers, are we not? Are we? I'm taking the Vikings over the Broncos. We keep that shit rolling, man. We're seven and four. Let's go. Yeah, I'll take the Vikes. I'll take the Vikes. Let's go. We are the same now. We have the same picks. I know. Going in to this game here. The. Kelsey Bowl. Back Kelsey at it. Bowl. Yep. Super Bowl championship rematch. The Eagles travel to face the Chiefs, who are two and a half point favorites at home. Chiefs I'm going the team. I'm what'd you say? Chiefs not losing this game. No, you're supposed to pick the Eagles. You're picking the Eagles. I ain't no, picking I'm those picking bums. The, I'm picking the Chiefs. I ain't picking those bum Eagles. I wanted to I'm pick not the team. At- not at Patrick Mahomes' place. Come on. That's what I'm saying. I wanted to pick the team with Patrick Mahomes on their team. Not at Burrowhead. Come on. You know what? We need we need to switch it up, dude. I swear to God, we just had <laughs> every single game was the same pick. I guess I have. I'm rocking my I'll boy take... Jalen Hurts. Come on. I'm going. Oh, okay. Let's go, baby. Okay. I'm not Let's even scared. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Nine and one, Eagles. Let's go. Jalen Hurts going nuts. Ooh. <laughs> Bama and uh, there it is. That is our week Chris 11. Hardies and Hardos. That's Chris Cotta episode. We thank you um, for listening. Do you have any uh, Q and A bus, or should we let them out early today? I think we. I think we let them out early today. Let's let them out early today. Thanks, y'all.